Who are the romantics? Who are the romantics? The answer at first seems simple. They are, of course, the two young lovers, Personae and Sylvette, who declare their love for each other in defiance of their feuding fathers and come in secret to whisper their sweet nothings across a wall. As the curtain opens, we see Sylvette resting her elbows on the wall and listening in rapt as Personae reads from Romeo and Juliet, the classic story of star-crossed lovers like them. But it's not long before that answer starts coming into question. We, the audience, can't help but roll our eyes as they role-play the parts of tragic lovers, exaggerating the intensity of their love and hyperbolizing the tragedy of their lot. They are not just reading Romeo and Juliet. In their minds, they are those doomed lovers of legend. These love-struck teens fancy themselves the living embodiments of the most timeless tale of tragic love in the history of literature. Personae feels fit to fill the role of its hero. Quote, So till tomorrow I will close its cover and make of Romeo a living lover. Unquote. In Sylvette's adoring eyes, Personae is superior to even Shakespeare himself. Quote, Sir Personae, the poem and the scene are lovely, but less beautiful indeed than is your voice, half singing while you read. Unquote. To them, their little park is a scene of epic romance. Quote, Adorable this place, and made to fill the part of setting for the immortal will. Unquote. As an aside, note the pun on will, as in Shakespeare. I don't know if this particular one was in the original, but I do know Ross Dand is famous for them. Their story, Personae and Sylvette believe, is on the same tragic scale as that of Romeo and Juliet. Quote, Thy father seemed like that of Juliet. Mine was like Romeo's. A fate as sad, parents as cruel, and a love as mad. Unquote. And they are convinced that their tale, like that of Romeo and Juliet, will leave its mark on time. Quote, They'll talk of us when future ages gather, each tender lover and each cruel father. Unquote. As she projects the legacy they will leave for the ages, Sylvette writes them into many other classic romantic plots, The Duke's Commandment, The Deathbed Wish, and The Love-Struck Abduction. Personae's father, Bergamon, mocks him for his inflated sense of self-importance and melodramatic romanticism. He derides Personae for all his silly mooning and poetizing, and blames the influence of the plays he is caught reading in the park. Quote, the boy's an ass. I know right well what brought you to this pass. You come to read in secret. Plays. In verse. Poetry. That's why you get worse and worse. Unquote. So, though Personae and Sylvette at first seem to fill the part of the romantics, they begin to feel more like a parody. Just as it seems from the outset that Personae and Sylvette are the romantics, the fathers seem, by contrast, Philistines, scornful of sentimentality and focused only on defending their boundaries. But that too comes into question. First, we discover that their feud is all an act, a plot to tempt their children into a union that will enable them to unite their estates and live happily together. And second, there is much that is fanciful about their vision, right down to that garden to be adorned with their monograms in posies. And then there is Straffarel, 
a savvy and flamboyant stage manager who comes in to capitalize on all the silly romanticism he knows people are prey to. Notice that even the fathers end up suckers for it and go whole hog, never mind expenses, asking for an abduction of the highest class with extras. So, who are the romantics, and what does being a romantic really mean? I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> 